hello everybody welcome back to my channel today i'm going to be doing my top books of 2017 so far so in the first half i saw lala and books do this tag i also saw someone do it on tumblr and i'm sure other people have done it it's not really a tag is it you just talk about your favorite books of the first half of the year now i'm so excited for this because Obviously talking about your favorite books, they're going to be the best ones. I write down all the books that I read onto this random piece of paper and then I tape it to my wall. And funny enough, I'm already on the back half and um, the back half is perfectly for July. So um, the whole first half of the year has been on the front page all the way to the bottom. I'm going to talk about from January to June. So January, February, March, April, May, June. That's the first six months. Thank you of 2017. I'm going to be telling you all about the ones that I have put a star beside, which I did a while back. I don't even remember, but I'm going to talk about them because they were clearly my favorite. Let's see. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight that I'm going to talk about. Sure, that works for me. I'm going to talk about my top eight books of the first six months. Now, when I say favorite, I, I mean the ones that I like could not put down, just wanted to keep reading and reading and reading. Um, I, all the ones that I have read that I wrote on the list are the ones that I finished, so if I finished it, then I obviously already liked it, because if I don't like a book, I typically will not finish it, I'll drop it, but um, these are going to be the best of the best, the ones that I not only finished, but that I like couldn't stop, just wanted to keep reading. Obviously it's hard to judge your favorite, so. okay. The first one that I have starred is The Girls by Emma Klein. This is so good. The Girls by Emma Klein is set in like the 1960s and it's about this girl, this 14 year old, but there are passages from where she is older as well. And it is her story of how she got involved in a cult and she's also interested in this girl that is also part of the cult, which is the main reason why she joins. But then she also has family issues at home. And this was so good. Actually, I saw Gabby over from Velvet Ghost reading this in her vlog. And I got so excited. Um, I don't even remember how I heard about this. I think I just saw it in the library. Um, it's a bestseller. It's so good. The writing style is beautiful. Its descriptions are so perfect and not overbearing. It gives you just the right amount. It's just amazing. And its characters are different, but there aren't too many that you feel suffocated. And they're very interestingly developed, like maybe not fully developed at times, but well developed enough. Yeah, even the side characters are interesting, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so yes, I love the girls. I can obviously see why I started. If there's a movie, I am so there for that. So yes, definitely, definitely, definitely loved the girls. Next one that I have starred on my paper is They Called Me Number One by Bev Sellers. This was so great as well, very eye-opening. This is um, about, well, three generations of people, but mostly from the author's point of view, of how she had to go to a residential school in British Columbia, where a residential school, if you don't know, is where First Nations people were forced, First Nations people were forced to go. Um, children were taken away from their families and their parents had no choice but to send them there and these schools had really harsh conditions they were more of like work places than schools really because they were forced these kids were 
forced to do a lot of physical labor, cleaning. They were often sexually abused, emotionally abused, physically abused. They were fed um, like the worst food, rotten food. Um, yeah, this book was so interesting and very sad and eye-opening and very important, a very important read. And I just could not stop reading about reading it and learning more and more about the horrors that occurred in residential schools. Yes, for sure. So that one is a non-fiction, adult non-fiction. The Girls is a fiction, adult fiction. Okay, so those were from January. Let's move on to February. The one that I have starred is A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. This one is quite big. It's like quite a thick book and it was so good. I first heard about this from Mime over at Mime Land. Um, this is an adult novel from set in multiple perspectives told from multiple perspectives, set in New York, um, modern times I'd say, like maybe 2000s, but it really goes over a wide span of time because it follows four friends mostly, mainly these four friends who, basically these four friends and their relationship throughout the decades, like from when they graduate college to as they get older, and this was so um, like interesting and rich, it was full of how their lives change, how they change, how their relationships change. It was like a full-on memoir of four people. Like, it was a lot. Uh, it's adult fiction, and it is so good. Um, quite a long read, but honestly, I kind of... Maybe towards the end it took me a while to get through, but it for a book as big as it is, it did not take me as long as you might imagine because you just want to keep reading and reading and reading. It's so good. It changes perspectives enough so that you are kept interested and like changes stories often. Um, and the characters are so well developed and different and like different from each other and um, interesting. And you really get into the heads of each of the main characters. So highly recommend checking that one out. Thanks, Mime, for recommending it to me. For March, I have nothing starred, but from April, I have two starred. I have first, The Miseducation of Camera Post by Emily M. Danforth as starred. I love this so much. This is a young adult fiction. I first heard about this from Tyler Oakley a long time ago, long, long time ago, but I finally read it, finally ready to read it, and this was incredible. This rekindled my love for young adult. I was not reading a lot of young adult at all, really, um, but this, like, made me want to read all the young adults. Like, it was so good. This is um, about this girl, like, tween slash teen girl who loses her parents. And don't worry, it's not a spoiler. It happens quite early in the book. Honestly, the back spoils the book, like, truly. <laughs> um, so this girl loses her parents, so she has to move in with her aunt and her grandma. Um, and she's also a lesbian, so she's really into girls. But she lives in the southern United States where that is not very approved of, to say the least. So eventually in the book, she gets sent to a conversion camp, conver conversion school, gay conversion school where she lives with other people who are also LGBTQ+, um, who also got sent there by their parents. And it was so good. A lot of it is actually before she gets sent there and it's all about her crushes, her relationships, her life. It, it was so good. Oh my gosh. Like honestly, from the beginning, from the first page, it grabbed me. Like the writing, like young adult, I could for sure tell it was young adult, but not in a bad way. Like it was so good. It was very, you know, 
very focused on the I, the personal point of view and getting to know and be in the shoes of the main character, um, which worked so well. I loved this book. Ugh, it was so good. Honestly, I wish there were more. I'm gonna have to check if that author, Emily M. Danforth, has more because, oh my gosh, I love this one. Ah! Okay, next one uh, that I start is also from January, February, March, April. Also from April is Book of Unknown Americans by Christina Enriquez. This was great as well. This was also multi-perspective, but I don't know why I said also. I'm still thinking about um, A Little Life. This is multi-perspective. I think it might be young adult as well, technically, because some of its characters um, are teenagers, but at the same time, it does have adult characters too. So I guess it's right on that middle line. Okay, so this is about, again, different characters, but there is a narrative throughout. And the characters all have a commonality in that they are all immigrants to the United States from Latin America, and South America. I love learning about this different culture. Um, definitely learned a lot, which I, if I don't, if I ever am entertained by a book while at the same time learning a lot, that is a double whammy. That makes it so good and makes me obsessed. It actually read kind of similarly to The Miseducation of Camera Post, because they both have that kind of a young adult feel. So yeah, highly, 10 out of 10, highly recommend, awesome. All right, next one is from March, no wait, no, May. Next one is from May, Alex learning the months of the year, okay. Uh, this is The Curious Incident of the Dog at Nighttime by Mark Haddon. I love this one. Um, this is about a boy, a 15-year-old boy named Chris. I actually remembered his name for once. Usually I don't remember the names at all of anybody in books. Um, but this guy named Chris, he's 15, he has autism. This is actually an adult book, technically. It was in the adult section of the library. Um, but he has autism and it's from his point of view. And it's about him, the book begins about him trying to write a book, but it really goes far off that, though that does sometimes come back up. What I loved about this was because it was so refreshing. It was like totally different from everything I had been reading before, that it was like, I, it was like eating a mint. <laughs> like, it's, it's a, probably the weirdest simile ever, but it was like that because it was so, so different like from the writing style. Like everything from like how the dialogue was um, written because like sometimes some authors have like quotation marks he said but what I noticed in this book was that it was often and he said quotation marks and she said quotation marks so it that even just something as simple as that dialogue style made me read the book faster because it made the dialogue feel more rushed and made everything feel more urgent because the, a lot of the book does have these kinds of moments um, the book begins with Chris trying to solve this murder mystery of this dog that he finds dead in his neighbor's garden, in his neighbor's yard. Um, and then it deals with him and his family life and him um, at school. It has a lot to do with his relationship with his parents. Um, and I really love this because of the refreshing writing style. Everything was to the point, matter of fact, which I found really different from what the books I had read before. So I just loved it. It was so easy to read, but at the same time it was geared towards adults, which I really liked. I think it was so easy to read because Mark, the author, this was written a while ago, like 2002, but 
in his autobiography that I read at the back of the book, it said that that was his first adult novel and all the other ones that he had written had been children's novels. So it totally made sense that it was very um, easy to read because he's used to reading, to reading, to writing for children. And so I just love that one so much. Ugh, yes. Okay, the next one that I start is also, this is the seventh one, as life would have it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, the seventh one, we're almost getting to the end. Okay, this is The Wentworths by Katie Arnoldi. I love this one because I was so entertained. I was entertained every single page of this book. It had everything. It had family drama. It had sex. It had relationship drama. It had money drama. It had different characters, multiple perspectives, constantly changing everything. Honestly, at times I was confused about who whose character was speaking, but that was definitely probably my fault because the titles helped you a lot. The titles of the chapters, I mean. This was so good. It, it changed it. It changed it. It changed the story so often because it kept flipping through our perspectives. Like, literally, you would turn a page and it would be a new chapter. Like, it was that fast that I just was so into it the whole way. I, I did not want to stop reading it, and I did not. Well, I mean, I did when I finished it. Duh. But this is incredible. This is a family drama for adults. The author had another famous book that was more famous than this, I guess, but this is the only one I have read. Um, it's like your classic family drama, but it was actually quite short. Um, I think it's set in California. Yeah, California, this very rich family. It mostly focuses on them, rich white family, but it also does talk about other people as well. Sometimes goes to their perspective. For some, for example, there's some chapters from the maid's point of view, some from uh, this girl who runs away from being in like a sister wives situation. I was just thoroughly entertained throughout, so I couldn't not start it because of how much it just kept me reading. Everything about it, the fast chapters, the different characters, constant switching, yeah. I mean, it was problematic at times, but I mean, so many books are, and it was written a while ago, just like The Curious Incident of the Dog at Nighttime. That is a mouthful of a title, by the way. Okay, and the last book um, that I started from June is A Disappearance in Damascus by Deborah Campbell. I think you can guess that I love this book because I also made a book review about it on my channel, and I also talked about it in my June wrap-up. I have talked about all these in my June wrap-up, by the way, if you want to hear more about them or if you want to hear about the other books that I read besides my top, top, top ones. Um, yeah, A Disappearance in Damascus was so good. It is a non-fiction narrative, so it's a true story, but it reads like a novel, so it's very readable. It is set in the point of view of this journalist, Deborah Campbell, the author herself, who in 2007 and onwards for a few years went back and forth to Damascus, which is in Syria. She went there as a journalist, but undercover she went as a professor to get the stories of refugees who were coming to Syria from Iraq. And it was so good. Like I, again, I learned so much from this book about the situation that was back then in Syria. Um, obviously it's become a more chaotic situation now um, because there's a lot of civil unrest. But even back then there was um, a majority Poor, a major part of the book is about Deborah's relationship with this friend that she makes there named Alam, who is this like incredible woman who does a lot of work in her community. Um, and then one day she gets kidnapped 
again, really, because she's gotten kidnapped before, but one time she really gets kidnapped and sent to prison. Um, and it talks about her experience there and Deborah's search to find her friend. It was so good. I still love it, <laughs> of course. So I had to start it. Um, and I highly recommend you check it out. So yes, those are all my top books from 2017 so far. Please tell me your top books from 2017 so far. Um, and if you like this video, let me know and I'll do another one at the end of the year. Whoo, boy. Thank you so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed this. Let me know if I mentioned one of your favorite books. That would be so cool. Oh my gosh. I love when anyone mentions one of my favorite books. I'm like, oh, I love it. So yeah. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Don't forget to like, subscribe, check out all my other videos, and I'll see you next time.